Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Excited to be here. It is an honor and a privilege. Um, as Keith mentioned, um, Vicki and I, we moved here in 2020. We met at Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. We met like two weeks into school, and then it was like, this is the real deal. Six months later, we got married. Three months later, we got pregnant. And about a few weeks after that was when they were planting the campus here in Lubbock, and we just felt like from the Lord that we were supposed to just come here, be available, um, whatever they needed. We just wanted to be a part of what was going on. And uh, more importantly, we just wanted to be a part of healthy community, spiritual family. We knew that that was a huge core value for us, something we desired. And um, this house, this body has supported us, changed our lives, um, and has uplifted us since we got here. Um, and we don't regret anything, packing up everything. And our one car, Vicky, came from Ireland to attend Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. So she didn't pack as to stay in America forever. Um, so she didn't have much, and then I didn't have much. So we just loaded it all in our car and just moved here, not knowing what the heck we were going to do. But the Lord's been amazing and faithful, so it truly is an absolute honor um, to be pastoring some of your kids and to also just be up here today. So just thank you for this privilege. So we're going to dive right in. Um, if you'll open up your Bibles, if you don't have them, it'll be on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5. 17 through 21. Oh, got a favorite over here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just the Lord confirming. Thank you. All right. It says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin be a sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen? All right, let's pray, and then we'll get started. Lord, we just thank you again for this opportunity. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you've already been moving in this place, and we have an expectation that you will move more on the hearts and minds of your people. And we just thank you that you anoint my lips. You give me the words to speak and to communicate this message in the way that you created it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so what I want to talk about first is what Paul mentions, this message of reconciliation. And to understand reconciliation, the thing that we need to look at is what we were reconciled from, and more importantly, who were we reconciled to. As we know, we were reconciled through Jesus back to a good and perfect father. That's who we are reconciled to. Now, to go into what we are reconciled from, I want us to go back to the very beginning. 
to the garden when God created man. And from man's rib, he created woman. But I want you to picture this because on the sixth day, when God got done creating, he looked at everything and said, this is very good. This is what God intended creation and man to look like. And it was very good. See, I want you to imagine what it was actually like for Adam and Eve in the garden. There was complete peace, complete wholeness, sickness could not live there, complete satisfaction and fulfillment. There was no anxiety, no depression, no worry, no fear. It did not exist. And not only that, but they got to walk in the presence of their creator every day. They got to be in his presence. They got to talk with him. They got to be next to him. I want you to picture how perfect this really was. And as we know, they got a little curious. They ate the forbidden fruit. And disobedience for the first time created separation from God and man. This is what we call the fall of man. This is when sin was introduced. Guilt, condemnation, and ultimately death was introduced into the world. Thank you, Adam and Eve. But from that moment, God was on a mission of reconciliation. He wanted his people back. He wanted to be back in relationship with his people. From the moment that happened, God grabbed the skin from animals and clothed Adam and Eve so they would no longer feel this guilt and shame. What is that? Reconciliation. I don't want you to feel this. I didn't design this for you. Then what happened? God made the law to expose sin, to help people understand their need for a savior. Then he sent his son Jesus to fulfill the law, to live a perfect life, and to die for us. This is the message of reconciliation. John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that who should ever believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. In Romans 5, it says this, speaking of Adam's sin to the gift of what Jesus did. For this sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Amen. Say, that's me. that's me. So I want you to picture this of what Jesus did actually brought us back to this garden life, if you will. It actually gave us access to what Adam and Eve had access to. It gives us the ability to walk in complete wholeness, to live free from all of these things. Jesus gave us access to that. Yes, he reconciled us to the Father, but scripture also says he came to give life and life abundantly. Amen? So he brought us back to this garden life, but he made it even better for us. Because Adam and Eve got to walk with God. And when we pictured that, it's amazing and perfect. Oh, I couldn't imagine doing it. 
But did you know the truth is that God actually made his home on the inside of you as a believer now? It's way better than what they had. You are actually now carriers of the presence of God wherever you go. In Romans 8.11, it says this, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. He took it a step further. Not only did he tear the veil and we have access to the presence of God, but he also made our bodies temples for the Holy Spirit. You are carriers of the presence. Amen? So what does this mean? We have power. By the Holy Spirit, you have been given power on this earth. You have access to a good father. You have been made brand new. And through Christ, we actually have the ability to walk in true freedom, spirit, soul, and body. And that's what I want to talk about today. Here at Renew Life Church, it's actually part of our mission to seeing believers living free, spirit, soul, and body. And I actually believe these three things working in harmony is where you find the fullness of life. See, we know God. God is a triune being. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? God created us in his image. We are also a triune being. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. We are a three-part being. It's important for us not to neglect any of these, but to live in fullness and harmony in all three. In today's world, I believe this is the ministry of reconciliation, to be living in the fullness of what Jesus bought and paid for. And that's complete wholeness and health and spirit soul, and body. Because in today's world, people are looking for health. We see it in scripture, even the woman with the issue of blood spending her life savings trying to get well. What was the answer? Jesus. We have it. People are searching for peace everywhere and anywhere, digging up anything to try to find it. People are looking for fulfillment, satisfaction. The amazing thing is us as believers have the secret. Us as believers know that this can only be accomplished through one man, Jesus. That you can truly never find it on your own. So today I want to break down these three things, spirit, soul, and body, and talk about how we can live in health and wholeness in all three as believers. So the first one, let's talk about spirit. Spirit, when Jesus died, says you were made a new creation. Your spirit is whole. Check. Okay? Jesus made your spirit brand new. But there are things you can do to feed your spirit. There are things you need to do to renew your mind, as Scripture says, to the understanding that your spirit is whole. One of those things being... It's important to renew your mind of who you are in Christ. You are a son and you are a daughter of a good father. And I don't want to spend too much time on spirit. It looks like we have a lot of Christians in here. We know the things that feed our spirit. Read the Bible. 
pray, worship, be in community. All of these things are tools to renew your mind that Jesus bought and paid for and it was good enough. You're made perfect in your spirit. Let's move on to soul. I think the most important thing for soul is that you believe right. Keith's been talking about this for a few weeks, maybe a couple months, is that as Christians, it's actually not our job to behave the right way. It's our job as Christians to believe the right things. Because when you believe the right way, you start acting the right way. When you believe the scriptures and the truth that are in the word, your behavior will start lining up with your beliefs. If you believe that you're a son, that you're a daughter, your behavior will line up with that truth. One thing that goes with this that I've personally struggled with and I think a lot of us do in West Texas is religion. This battle within us that thinks that we're not good enough that we need to earn God's love, that we need to always be digging up these things on the inside of us to work on. Or we compare ourselves to other people that are more mature and think, oh gosh, now I need to pull that up and start working on that. And eventually we start pulling, we go so far inward and we start pulling all these things out of that we feel like disqualify us and we get so tangled in it that we end up doing nothing and get burnt out. Am I alone? I think we've all experienced this. So I want you to look at this scripture in John 15. Jesus is speaking. He says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. When we're always going inward, and trying to fix ourselves, trying to find problems, digging so deep, what we're actually doing, because this scripture says that God is the gardener, that God's actually the one that prunes. God's actually the one that cuts off. So when we start doing this, we actually are grabbing the scissors from God and saying, I can do it on my own. I'm going to go start fixing myself. What the scripture goes on to saying is the importance of abiding. If we abide in Jesus, those things are going to come up. God is going to bring you into seasons of pruning. We all know what that feels like. But if you're abiding in him, those things will naturally happen. Growth will naturally happen. You do not need to go digging and pulling yourself apart thinking that you need to work on all these things. That is religion. It is not relationship. Amen? And that will keep your soul in a place of health and wholeness instead of tearing it apart and feeling like you're never good enough because that is a lie from the enemy. Next thing for soul, have fun. Do something fun said this in first service that we often just picture Jesus on the cross like this. But Jesus is actually in heaven with his hands raised because the battle's been won. He's victorious. It's been defeated. And what do you do after you win? You celebrate. You have fun. You enjoy it. It blows my mind, us as believers in Christ followers, how much we stink at this. 
and how serious we take ourselves. We need joy. We need fun. Find a hobby. Do something you love. It will feed your soul and stop you from burnout and just being a terrible person to be around, okay? <laughs> Have fun. And a little side thing that I believe is so important for your health in spirit and soul is what we're doing here, church, spiritual family. I believe that you'll only experience the fullness of who God is when you are connected to the body. Paul says, I know in part, I prophesy in part. What's he saying? I don't know it all. When you're connected to the body, that's when you get a full picture of who God is. Because there's people sitting next to you that are strong where you're weak. There's people next to you that have a perspective of God that you haven't even realized yet. When you're connected to the body, this is when you have access to the fullness of who God is. And it's so important for your spirit and your soul. And the third one, the body. This is the fun one. This is the one that we as Christians don't really talk about that much. But it is one-third of who we are. We need to talk about it. And it might feel like a little TED Talk here. And you might just say, hey, well, why don't you stick to the scriptures, Pastor? Well, like I said before, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. It's our job to steward that temple. Paul also talks about in 1 Corinthians 9, he says that he actually disciplines his body like an athlete. Paul knows that he's running a race for an eternal prize, and Paul wants to get there. And he doesn't want to be held back by anything. So I think it's important as us believers to talk about this, and specifically this area for me personally has impacted my life more than anything, and to my surprise. So I'll start with, since we moved here in 2020, by the leadership of this church, we've been under much scrutiny and targets. Jokes made about us for being vegan when we moved here. You might have heard them. You might have laughed along with them. I know who you are, okay? But I'm up here now. I get to tell my side of the story finally, okay? So yes, Vicki and I were vegan for a season, and this season actually completely transformed my life. Completely transformed my life. Because when it comes to this area of body, I had zero discipline. I love food. I love to go get food. I love to go to restaurants. I liked people to bring me my food and to bring me more food if I wanted it. Or I could go up and get more food. I love food, okay? Dieting, no thanks. Never worked. So I went to Reading, and I meet Vicky, and I'm about 20, 20 pounds heavier than I am, maybe a little more, which doesn't look good on a 5'8 frame, okay? So I was on the struggle a little bit, and um, it really wasn't a conscious thing in my head. Like, I knew I, I, you should probably get it together, but... I meet Vicky, and Vicky just ate super clean. And so she started cooking me all these meals, and I was like, wow, well, this tastes way better than 
anything I've been eating. Maybe I'll just keep doing this. And she was making these things. Um, they're called vegetables and uh, fruits. I don't know if you've ever seen them on a tree or anything. Probably not here, but in other places they have trees and there's nice things that come off of them. They're actually good for you. It's crazy. So uh, she starts cooking me all these meals. Well, all of a sudden, after a week or two, I start to notice physically I feel amazing. Like, I used to get obsessed with Chick-fil-A, okay? People say it's the Lord. It's not a problem, right? But you can abuse things. So I would go get a number one Chick-fil-A sandwich, waffle fries, and they would think I'm done with my order, and I would say, also, for dessert, I will have another Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> so I'd have two, and then I'd get Chick-fil-A sauce, and I would use all my food as a spoon to just eat the Chick-fil-A sauce, which we all do, right? And then you just want to take a nap after. It's just what happens, right? We've all experienced the nap thing. We go eat, and then sometimes, depending on where you go, you're like, I think I should take a shower after this one. Like... <laughs> I really got into this one. I need to go shower it off and then take a nap. We've experienced that. Okay. So that's where I was coming from. Now I'm starting to eat healthy. And I'm like, I feel a hundred times better. I don't feel like taking a nap midday. I have energy throughout the day. I'm not as irritable. My attention's more. I have more energy. I start to notice all of these physical things. And I just felt so much better. So I just consciously made this decision that I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat this healthy way. I'm going to avoid the processed foods and all of these things, and I'm going to commit to this lifestyle. And a little side note is I said I was never able to diet, which I wasn't. I didn't have the discipline, zero discipline. But I think this may help some people too, is when I made this decision, I made this decision unto the Lord. The difference in what I've done before and doing this was I was doing it unto the Lord. It's almost worship to him that you deserve a healthy me on this earth. And inviting him into what I was doing in a natural way brought a supernatural discipline to be able to do what I wanted to do. That was the difference is I wasn't trying to do it on my own. It was unto him. And the biggest surprise that I had that I started to notice this third thing, this body that we are made up of, was when I started saying no to the things that I used to love, these things that I wanted but knew had no benefit to my body, when I started saying no to my flesh, saying no to my body, it actually empowered my yes for the other things that the Lord was calling me to do. It empowered me to be able to say yes. It also empowered other no's. When temptation would come, when thoughts would come, when fatigue would come, it wasn't a problem for me to be like, no, I'm good, because I'm already doing the hard thing over here. It empowered me in the other two areas, spirit and soul, because I was getting healthy in my body. This is what I mean when I say these three working in harmony is where you find the fullness of life. If you're lacking in one, it'll affect the other two. And so Vicki and I have just been on this journey of understanding what it looks like for believers 
to live in this healthy and whole place because we know that Jesus has given us access to this. We know that he's empowered us and given us the ability to live this way. So we've been on this journey of discovering, of learning from all these different sources that we trust and sources, doctors even, that align their education and their science with biblical truth. And we've started being able to pull these things of what did God actually intend for us to be like on this earth? So through these sources, I want to talk about these things because we don't know what we don't know. So I want to talk about them when it comes to health. They've discovered or they talk about these four pillars of health. They are nutrition, hydration, movement, and peace. And I just briefly want to kind of go through and talk about each one because I believe it will actually empower you in this area. So the first one, nutrition. What we believe is we are meant to eat God food, not man food. In today's world, we're actually even confused of what real food is. We actually think it's a diet to eat real food, <laughs> right? We're just so confused with what this even is. We go to the grocery store. Well, first let me say this. God food, not man food. What did God create in the beginning? God created plants, God created trees, God created animals. Those are the things I believe we are supposed to eat. And we're supposed to eat them closest to the source that they were created in. Before man came in and put these things in it that our body was never meant to consume, our body was never meant to digest, and it ultimately is making us sick and tired. These preservatives, these growth hormones, these, all of these things that are being put in the food, or even just processed food that are 100% man-made, they're not good for us, and they're slowing us down. Those things that are in the middle of the grocery store, those items that if we didn't touch them would still be there when Jesus comes back. <laughs> those things are what we should maybe avoid. These things that satisfy a hunger, but they're not truly feeding our body at all. We need to get back to God food, not man food. Second one, hydration. This one has been uh, the most, the craziest one to me, the most consuming. I've been studying this one, researching, listening to people. I knew like, drink a lot of water, you'll be hydrated. But it's so much more than that. Our bodies are made up of over 60% water. We're a walking bag of water. We need to be hydrated. Us as Americans, most of us are dehydrated and mineral deficient. And here's why. An example, when we go to Ireland, you can actually go to the sink, turn the faucet on, get you a cup of water and just drink it. You can drink the tap water. Because coming from the source, you get all the minerals and everything that your body needs and it's the best thing. Here, most of us know probably shouldn't drink the tap water. If you are, I'm waiting for you to walk in with a third arm, and then we'll just pray for you, okay? So we drink, most of us, a lot of us drink RO water. 
So the RO water does all this stuff. It takes out all the bad out of the water, but guess what? It also takes all the good out of the water. So we're actually meant to put vitamins and minerals back into our water when we drink it. I know you're like, what the heck? I didn't come here for this, <laughs> but you're already here. And I'll just, <laughs> I'll just stop there. If you wanna know more about hydration, you can also eat your water, what? Through plants, through fruit, they absorb water, you can eat it and hydrate, whoa. If you wanna know more, just go talk to Vicki and she can explain it. Truly, it's fascinating and amazing, I'll move on. The next one, movement. We were not created to sit in a chair for eight hours a day. We were meant to be mobile. We were meant to move. When you move, when you get your heart rate up, studies show that you should probably get up and move like every hour. Even the fact that you have to get up and go to the restroom is actually a gift from the Lord making you get up and move. When you get up and move and get your heart rate up, it actually oxygenates your body. Your heart starts pumping and it gives you blood and oxygen that goes throughout your body so your body doesn't stay stagnant and stops working. That's why you even see that they've made these desks that you can push a button and then all of a sudden you can stand up or those people that have those treadmills while they're working, those people you wanna punch in the face. Yeah, they're actually on to something, okay? It actually, we were never meant to sit down all day. So I'm not saying go join a CrossFit gym tomorrow and kill yourself, please don't do that. Just get your heart rate moving throughout the day and you will notice a huge difference in energy and awareness when you do this. And the last pillar, peace. I love this one because this one draws all three together. Just one example is our body has this fight or flight mode that I'm sure you've heard of. So this fight or fight, flip, flip, flip mode, this fight or flight mode, we were probably designed to experience maybe once a year, right? Maybe that one time that your husband gets brave and hides behind the wall and just like, yeah, just like, yeah that's, that's fight or flight, okay? We're meant to experience that every once in a while. It's a survival instinct. But studies have proven that in today's world, where we're under so much stress, where anxiety exists, fear exists, worry exists, that when you're in those modes, your body is actually staying in that fight or flight mode. And when you're in that mode, your body actually can't hydrate itself. It can't digest food because it's trying to survive. That's why when you're anxious, when you're fearful, that physical feeling, that's fight or flight. And studies have shown that in a lack of peace in your body can actually physically manifest itself to sickness and disease. So science is actually proving something that the Lord has been saying for a long time that the Lord has actually been reconciling us to, saying, I can give you that peace. I can give this to you where you can walk in wholeness and not experience this brokenness that this can bring. There's this phrase that all of us would say, I would say, and it's, I would die for my family. 
like, of course. I would die for my family. Good. Would you get healthy for them? Would you get healthy for them? Because it's actually harder to do that. It actually takes more purpose to do that. The best thing we can do for our family, our kids, our spouse, those people around us is actually be a healthy you. That's the best thing that we can give them. I believe that Christians should be the healthiest people on this earth. We should be the benchmark for health and wholeness because we have access to the source. We have access to the person that can strengthen us when we're weak. I wanna go back to that scripture just briefly, the second part of that. In verse 20, Paul says, we are Christ's ambassadors. That you and me actually represent Jesus on this earth. Wherever we go, we represent heaven on this earth. We are ambassadors of Christ. So I believe that this is the best way we can reflect Jesus and reconcile the world back to the Father by demonstrating what the Father has done fully in you and walking in the fullness of what Jesus bought and paid for. We should not settle for anything less than health and wholeness in all three areas. I think that will be the thing that attracts people. That will be the thing that is actually giving people a picture of where we come from, of who we represent, who we're ambassadors for. Because I would wanna be a part of a God that brings fulfillment, that brings wholeness, that brings health. People are drawn to it. This will be the thing that reconciles the world back to God. We are representatives of Jesus on this earth. And I'll close here. The truth is that God chose to partner with us to reconcile the world back to him. That's no small thing. God chose you. He could have done it on his own, but God wanted relationship. God chose you to partner with you to reconcile the world back to him. We have a job to do. So let's be a true reflection of who God fully intended us to be. Amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.